So in for a treat today, we are in Newcastle with Stu. Now we are a true crime channel, so we are going to be going over some of Stu's true life stories, but also it is such an inspirational ending after you know what he's experienced to come out the other side and have this cosmic divine energy healing ability, which we're going to get to. And at the end of the video, Jen is going to get a session, which is going to be filmed. So you're going to actually see that. So huge thank you for meeting us today, Stu. Yeah, yeah, it's a pleasure. It's been a pleasure, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, just to get straight into the crime stuff then, because that's, you know, the focus of the channel. Yeah, yeah. This morning, we've all watched the video with Viv Graham. Yeah. And I, I, I saw that a long time ago as well. And, you know, he was known for just knocking people out. And it's like you had a divine protection that day, isn't it? Because the people have watched that. I've, I've always had that, you know, I've, the ability to take a punch or punishment. It was just, I just used to walk through them, you know. I, obviously now, I know why. I've been protected, you know. What what was you doing then? How did you get a, a career as a doorman? Yeah, I was just a scrapper. I used to like a fight. Um, I was at school when I was at school. I had to fight for everything, you know. And I, I, I was dragged up as a kid. Had nothing, and I mean nothing. Uh, every other month, the gas and electric would be cut off in the house. You know, I just I went through a rough t- uh, childhood. Yeah, really rough. Um, I used to wear wellies in the summer for school. And I used to, and I'm dyslexic, and I rebelled when I was at school. It was hard. It was hard times. Uh, I mean, I had to fight for everything I had. And there was uh, four brothers. Three, there's four brothers, including me. Uh, I got a brother, Harry. He's the oldest. And I was James, who passed away with cancer, before I knew I had this gift. Um, and I had my brother, Paul, and myself. I was the youngest lad of the four. And my brother, Harry... Used to, you get jailed for it now. Like, he'd uh, you'd make a like you make a ring with a set E in the chairs, and how the three went there, uh, and we used to, have to fight like, like cat and dog, um, from being a very young age, uh, and like I say, we get jailed for it now. Um, it was like really, really severe, Cut, like cutting each other, and and there was a year and ten months between three of us. Had two brothers in the same year at school. So the the rivalry was quite uh, fierce, you know. Uh, How did your parents meet, and what did they do? Uh, my dad was a never. My dad never lost years work in his life. Proper hard worker. But he was only a uh, labourer on, on the buildings. And my mum was a my mum, you know. She was uh, she had worked as younger when she was younger in a glass house and that. Um, but we find it hard to finish it. She couldn't work, you know. She was poorly, you know. Okay. Did you say you were closer to your mum or your dad? Eh, uh, me mum. My dad was very, very old school, hard. He had a cat of nine tails made and uh, horse whips. And, but he, out he could get his hands on it. We, we, we had to fight, like I said, fight for everything. And we're, it was hard. Um, so we did get in little bits of trouble. But my dad hadn't been in trouble in his life, you know. Um, and as I got older... Uh, when I was when I was like twelve, thirteen, I was a man. Uh, I was a man then. I was I wouldn't. I was fearing out and just fighting kids. Seventeen, eighteen, nineteen. You know, you know and I was a young kid. Uh, and I just seemed couldn't. Never got hurt. You know, like like never never felt out. 
I was hurt, but looking at it, I was hurt, like cuts and mild scores and, and you know, and I used to be black eyes, uh, everything, and <laughs> I never used to feel it myself inside, you know, like to, to keep us down, you know, never, never, never been knocked out in my life. No. So the fighting crossover into school? Yeah, I crossed over into school, I used to have to fight for things at school, you know, and I used to, re- when I was at school, I used to rebel, I used to, because the teachers didn't have dyslexia, was a disease then, it, you were bloody thick, and, you, and I'm far from thick, um, and they used to give it right off. Then one of the teachers had a cricket bat with holes in. They used to hear it bend. The one used to hear whistling when they come in. They'd smack you on the arse with it. You see it. Like you're whistling it. Yeah. Um, and it was, teachers used to do out then, didn't they? So did you get excluded? Yeah, I just used to jump. I was three floors up. And I used to jump onto the, one, uh, the next roof doing the old flat roofs. I used to jump on there, and off there, and onto the grass, and I was, I was away. I, was still, <laughs> uh, I left school. I didn't have a bit of spirit level, I mean, at all level. How know. old were you at that age? Yeah, uh, about 12, 13. Did mm. you have any interest in any of the school subjects? Football, I used to play. I played with Gateshead, and I played for, when I was at school, I played with the county and that, you know, so I, I, used, I used to be pretty tasty at, at football, you know. How did that make you feel when you are on the pitch? Well, it was, I was, I was aggressive. Mm. Well, I was aggressive, I was... I, I used to want to play at Gates in that other county and that. I used to see <laughs> Stuart keep him out the game. But I used to do it fair. You know, I used to play left half then. You know, it was midfield then, no left midfield. And I just used to keep them out the game, you know. Uh, just let them know they were in a game. Rather new, you can't even touch them because, you know, sorry about that. <laughs> you can't even touch them, can you? So you're, you're a Newcastle supporter then? Yeah, well, my son, Leon, he was at Newcastle from six years to 16. He was, uh, he was in the academy. I went all over the world with him. Uh, oh. Yes, I went all over the world. So after school, where did you go from there? I went to the Reigns. It was called the Delta. It was rough as hell. There was, it was the only place that, you know, when it, if you left a job within, I think it was so at the time, you didn't get your dual money uh, when we were kids. And when that, doing the Delta, it was 63 started on the Monday. And I think it was five who were left on the... Friday, uh, <laughs> but you got your dual money because it, it, you were work. It was an inside job, but you were. There was the roof was knackered, and it was just a bad. It was a bad pitch. Oh, it was a bad pitch, but it was it was heavy work, and I loved it. You know, I, I, I liked work, um, and I met some characters doing there. Uh, John Downey, you call a lad. He's from the Wobbler. They used to call him the Wobbler Squad. <laughs> uh, used to go to all the football matches. Um, and he, he like took us under his wing as soon as he could seen what I could do. He took us under his wing. There's a kid. I went to, I remember we got to a Millwall match. Um, and went meeting in the cold rain as the buses. And it was half past ten. Chuck good then. Um, and it's at the doorman in the two. And he was supposed to be a tough kid. Uh, Carve Mick, they called him. And I was 16. Um, and my brother had went to get in the toilet. And he says, you're not getting the toilet. And he come blah, blah, blah. And he... And there was loads of business in a, in a uh, big market then. It was in this kid. I uh, went to set up with my brother and, he gave me, and I went running across. And this kid, he's, he's, the kid called, called Mickey's from Coventry. It's supposed to be a handful now, you know. And I went across and I kicked the shit with him, you know, at 16. And everybody was sh- like looking because they knew him. I wasn't around the tune. I'm from Gateshead. And they were like looking and do you know who that is? And I says, I don't know what it is. Who is he like? He said, that's called Mick again. Who oh, the fuck's called Mick? Yeah. And so that's when you started making a name when, for you. Yeah, yourself. I just scrapping it, you know, just fighting it. 
Oh, well, you'll come with me. <laughs> they took us under their wing, sort of thing, you know. Yeah. Wow. It was, it, I never regret anything I've done in life. It's made us what I am today. And then I've been protected all my life in a certain way. But I knew if I hadn't went through the life I've been through, I would have been off the bridge. You know? yeah. They prepared me for this, physically and mentally. Were you into training back then? Like, no, I never trained. I never You've trained. never even trained? I didn't train until I was 30, 30 years old. Twenty-nine, thirty, I was before I went to the gym. Yeah. Right? Because I just used to flip and have a scrap, and then everybody's taking this and taking that, and, and like, for the most, I thought, you better start getting that gym, lad. <laughs> did the fights, um, like you described the hooligans and stuff, did that end up with the police getting involved with, in your life? <laughs> not a lot, not a lot. Because I was, wasn't what you'd call it, a bully, you know? I, was, I would, wouldn't stand doing that from anybody, but I was never a bully. Um, and the majority of the people I've had, I was fighting were well, people who thought they could have a fight to sell. So it's a, that's, that's a difference. That's what you signed up for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what was your first encounter with the police? Oh, just bits of strap or bits of, you know, like, I, I didn't, the police turned, I, I turned into, uh, I went doing that road because I got forced in doing it off there, off the police. The, 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 like, they portrayed me like that and they had me, um, f- before before all the shit with Vivinat, I only had a, uh, I think I had a, I'd been up for a bit of scrap, dodgy MOT, and, uh, and I think the other one was having a having a fight with somebody when I was a kid about fourteen, you know, and that was that that was the that was my big crime flaming uh, list, you know, I'd know, really. So, uh, so what age did you start working on the doors? Uh, well, I just I think it was in my early 20s, you know, I was in the early 20s, and I just used to go on and, I used to enjoy it, I used to enjoy your faith, I used to enjoy it, and, you know, like I said, but I never got hurt, so that maybe is why I used to enjoy it, you know. And what was your social life like at that age? Did you have a lot of mates? Did you have a girlfriend? Yeah, I was uh, married when I was, uh, had two kids at 21. Oh, bloody hell. Oh, wow. So yeah. how did you meet your wife then? Uh, just, just kind of up at Wickham, um, the three tons in Wickham, it was three tons then. And I used to be scrapping in there every weekend. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, was, I, was, I used to be scrapping. I was all the lads, like I was fighting with. Ben and mine, I was only 16 then. Right? So, and then it just progressed from there, I think. It's just people, you know, you, you, you get a reputation for having a fight, you know. Did having a wife calm you down a bit? No. I went to work in a, I was in a bakery for about 10 years. Um, hundreds of beggars. Uh, there was uh, I was there ten years. Then I started going across the town a lot when I was about twenty five, twenty six, uh, and I was filling in with people on the doors um, and helping them out. And what I was to be first in, well, as I was going on, I was first in, you know, in a fight. Um, and I got set up. It we got the hobos that set us up. The police set us up. We're going to get to yeah. the yeah to the hobos thing. Yeah. Well, how old are you when that happened? Twenty-eight, I think. Twenty-eight, twenty-nine. All right. So before we get to the Viv Graham stuff, then, um, what other notable or crazy things happened in your life in your twenties on the doors? You must have been in all kinds of situations. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was. It's just I never used to like I say I never used to back down from anybody. You know, I never yeah. used to back down from anybody. I was, I was used to look after a few bars across here. I'll tell you an t- uh, incident. This is, this is the police again. Um, I was in, used to work, look after Bourne Dunson, Carla Cross Keys. It's, it's pulled down now. 
Um, and I was in there, and this this guy who's come in there, called Fred, was a manager. And this guy was in there, he's mortal. And he's got his hands, sorry, there. And he's got his hands on the, you know, the, um, the brass ball, can I run the ball? Yes. The handrail. Yeah. He's got his hands on there, and Fred says, can you get him wood? And I says, I say, oh, you've got to leave, and he wouldn't leave. So I had to physically pull his hands off. And I swear, and I turned and run, I said, Oot. And I swear, dude, I never touched the guy. And he was, you now when the, the gun like that, and that away, he went like that, and he's away, his hands doing by his side, and he's away, him and gun forward. And he went, bump, tripped. His head went through a bullseye, was windy. And the front of his napper just, just fell off like that. Oh, was he fitting? No. No. Now when somebody's that drunk and they kind of get the balance in that and he's away like that and he's, he had a bullseye windy and the, uh, his head opened up like that and this flap fellow is... Oh. And I thought... And he's, and he's jumping about like... And the blood... Squ- I thought, fuck. And I got a hold of him. I said, somebody get an ambulance for him. As soon as the ambulance come, I says, I'm away. And I left because I knew the, the, the busies, when the busies come for him, I, the, he, sorry, the next day... He sent himself to a hospital. He had 48 stitches and he's here across here. Okay. And he had a hat on. And I know, luckily I knew the kid who had done it. He was, he was rude again, pissed he was. He got pissed again. And he was, you know, the for sale signs in somebody's garden. He picked one of them and he hit this kid with it, that another kid, and broke this lad's leg. Mm. And he got nicked. When the tip of the busy station, the gangster, get your hat off, took his hat off the gangster. What's happened then? He says, Oh, tell them the tale. And what they said to him was, Sign the statement, Stuart Watson grabbed you by the hair, smashed your heat through the window, and he kicked you unconscious. Oh, yeah? Bastards. So, why were the police out to get you? Bearing in mind, Viv and the gang were in jail on remand. They were trying to get me in there on remand, the busies. And you know what would happen if I was in there on remand with them? This was before... This is just... This was in between that. It was in between, in between that. It. it was in between it. And I, I would have got... Stood a chance of, I would have a chance of getting stuck. You know, and... Uh, and, so, and luckily, that I seen them all coming to the... I used to live in a flat at Westgate Road, or the, in Newcastle. And I seen them coming, and I f- went up the lasses... Uh, up the stairs, went to the lasses up, upstairs. And they come in team hand, they're looking for us there, uh, the busies and that. So anyway, missed them. So I went to the solicitor, I says, yeah, what's, you know, he says, I says, give them a ring, ask them what it's about. I had a rough idea, and I knew what it was about, and hit this, this kid had signed a statement. Luckily, there was about 25 people in the bar, and I, and I knew most of them, I, and I got the manager to make a statement, I got RLM to make a statement in there, and the kid who got his leg broke, the charges got dropped on this lad for him signing a statement on me. And he, and the, so the kid's got his broken leg and he went to court. And he says that this lad here, and I'll stood up in court, or I'll in court, he says, the priest is here, this is, the priest here, they're trying to, this is wrong, what they're trying to do to him. I've got all these people in here willing to take that stand. Tom East, my solicitor, he was. And he says that the, the manager of the bar there, the kid with a broken leg, have been, he's been told that there's no charges have been dropped on this kid for breaking his leg. And it was all because they wanted me. Why did they want you yeah. so bad? Truthfully, I don't... I, I, Had you made a name for yourself at that point? Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. But at the same time, I wasn't, I wasn't like some bloody naughty, uh, dangerous villain. Yeah? 
I wasn't going around stabbing people or, or, or shooting people or anything. You know? It was like, I couldn't get my head around it myself, why they wanted me so much. But I, I come back to when, I, when this happened to me, what's what I'm doing. I, what I can do now is there's a, there's a war going on, and it's biblical. Dark and getting a light. And believe me, I think that they knew who I was and they wanted me out again. Spiritual warfare. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. yeah. a lot of these... But I, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then now who you are. So when was your first experience with Viv? Oh, for, for, for the viewers, a lot of the viewers don't know who Viv is. Could you just describe who Viv is? Well, he's a, he was a tough kid. He was a tough kid. Was a, yeah. I think, when, I think he, got, he got beat in the finals of the uh, amateur boxings. Um, um, he was a tough kid and he was, he was a good boxer. He was a strong kid, really strong. Um, but he, he just didn't like me at all because I wouldn't bow to him. Because uh, his thing was taking over doors, wasn't it? Yeah, he was taking Expanding. over doors and he was, he was, you know, people, if people's honest about him, he was a bully. Similar as that. So he was trying to take over Newcastle? He, if anybody had anything, he thought that he should have it. And if, his, if every kid who'd been training, because you've been training and looking good, doesn't see you can fight. Doesn't see you can fight. Huh? Mm. It's what's in there. That's what counts in the fight. What's in your heart? Now, that kid there, if you seen somebody come in in them days, it was like there was a, uh, the start of the raves and that, and everybody used to jump about with their tops off. Soon as he, if he's seen somebody looking a bit tasty, the kid could be sort of the shade, yeah? Because I know a lot of kids who were big and look, look the part, but they, couldn't cut, they couldn't put the cat out, right? And Viv used to, he used to go and, if you look, the kid looked the part and he got like that, and he used to, he used to knock them out. Right, just because they looked, the, you know, they looked the part. Just because they look like that, right? Yeah, and he used to knock them out. Um, and he used to hate to think that I wouldn't, I wouldn't bow down to anybody, anybody. I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't bow down to anybody. I was being a fair bloke. What you see is what you get. No bells and whistles. No, no false words. And I'll speak my mind. And I'll stand. And and I'll stand in front of anybody. And. He was just people talking about me and like and about him and that and that, blah blah blah. And the first time that I had an incident with him was when I had a first ecstasy tablets in my life. I had a ecstasy tablets. I was off my fucking tits. And I went into Julie's nightclub, and he was there, and I was and the guns. And he tapped us on the shoulder. The guy, he guns, yeah, Watson. And I turned around like that, and he went. Oh, and he turned around, he gives it one read under the chin as a scholar, see? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not what you want when you're on ecstasy, that, is and it? Yeah, but he cut, wait, oh, no. he hit it, and I can't. And I went like that. And he shit himself. Because that's not what's supposed to happen. <laughs> <laughs> he was with Rob Armstrong at the time, yeah? And that's, that's not, that's, you know, whoa, that's not, that's not in the script. Uh, and, he's, and I was... He comes up the back lane. He comes up the side lane beside you. He says, "Oh, right, get up here." I says, "I says, yeah, I'll fight you." I says, "But I says, I guns, I'm off my tits." I says, "You know, I says, yeah. but I says, well, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not cowing." I says, "I will fight you." Um, and he says, "Come and see us up at Wickham the next night." I got a phone call and that. He says, "Come and see us at Wickham." Um, the where was it? The bridle path at Wickham. So I says, "I right. so kid called Stephen Vaughan. Um, he's dead now, Stephen." And he went up to Wickham, and Viv and Rob didn't turn up for some reason. I they were supposed to meet them there. He says, because he goes, uh, 
well, this is no good. We're going to have to work together on that because he, 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 I think he got a little bit uh, thinking. Now this kid can take a shot, like. And I never seen him after that. Got left after that, and then, then it was. Uh, I was just getting in me and me and me and then when it was it um, it was I think it was Cecil and Reggie Levy I was I was working at Rock Shots a bit right and um, this is would you do the door run at um, Hobos and I says yeah I says I'll t- I says I'll do the door um, I just left the bakery then I just went rid of it I because um, I was getting the tears for the nightlife. And I was when I went. This is do that, and a few lads up there uh, with, with us. They said, "But you've got to keep the Siazizud, Vivud, and uh, Tamzud." I says, "Yeah, uh, I said I'll do that, neither." So anyway, guns in, guns up there um, that night, and the whoever was, and I'm in there, and they come up, the, the team come up there, and when they come in, I see somebody says, "Viv names in the foyer in there," in there. and I thought, "Once they're in the foyer." It's harder to get them out. It should have been kept at the door. And I come out and I says, I can see who's let these in. And, and then Viv says, yeah, watch. And they turn run, bang. And I went, and I turned run like that. And everybody that was with me, the doorman that was with us, they were like scalded cats. <laughs> they were gone. Gone, not to see. And me girl, she was my girlfriend at the time, Sharon. She was there screaming in the background. That was her screaming. Oh, that was Sharon? That was Sharon, I. Oh, wow. And... and He's bang, 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 bang. And I'm looking, I think, you're going to have to take this. Yeah, because there's, there's five of them around you there now. And you're going to have to take it. And I'm going, go on, do one vev, do one vev, and nothing. And it burst through into the, into the club itself. And we're going through into the club. And they'd pull, they, they were shooting on, would pull the exit door open, kick the exit door open. And the guns, can we say, we're going to do them, we're going to do them. And they pulled a couple of blades on them. So a vev guns, Still Gandun, Gandun. I said, I'm a fucking Gandun. He says, Gandun. I said, well, I fuck. He said, he goes, they're going to hold you. I said, well, they're going to hold us. And I had a hold of the, uh, the spiral staircase there. And a couple of them were, were giving us digs in the ribs and that. He says, Gandun. And then Viv's no, Viv wasn't a villain. He could fight, but he wasn't a villain. He didn't have that, he didn't have that killing instinct. And yeah, he was good to have a fight. But, but swear to him, he wasn't a villain. What you would call it a villain. So, and she's going, he says, Yeah, how are lads? How are lads? He's had enough, he's had enough because he got frightened because he thought they were going to kill us. And then I says, Right, is that it, lads? Aye, aye. I says, And someone goes, I can't say, I says, I'm all right, man. I says, No, this is a few cuts on us. I says, You know, a few stitches I need and bits and bobs. But I says, I was still all right. Um, and I went to the toilet, clean myself doing. And I had to go to the hospital, right, get the stitched up. And I was, I was back there, that, on, that was on a Saturday night, I think. And I was back there on a the Tuesday. So just to, sh- you know, I showed them I couldn't give a fuck. Soldier. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I just, and I just, you know, I wasn't bothered. And now, but I was never, and I swear on my kids' lives, that I wasn't aware that they had six coppers in there. They'd put cameras in there, set it up. And they set this up for to get them. They wanted them off the street, right? And they used me as bait. Truthfully, if there's any QCs out there that believe that again, uh, an old an old crime thing, them should be charged these police for a te- for a conspiracy to murder. Mm-hmm. They should have been charged for conspiracy to fucking murder. They, t- they hide me in there and try to get me killed. 
Yeah? And the six policies were in the court. Uh, sorry, when they, they were in there watching this. And when this went to court, and it's there in, it's there in, the, in the archives of the court archives, the police got on and took the stand. And they said, what, you know, this, you're seeing this man was within the inch in here of his here's life. Yes. And what, what, when were you going to intervene and stop this? This is our orders was, when to let it take its course. Oh, my mm. God. <laughs> that's, what, that's what they said. They had to let it take its course. They wanted me dead. They wanted them to kill us. And they wanted so they could leave them off. Get rid of you and then get rid of them yeah. all in one swoop. But what get, me, got, get rid of me what for? Yeah, because I, I like the scrap and that. Yeah, it was, it was, and it was just, it was really, when you think back of it, you know, these, these, these stories that's coming in with pedophiles and all this, and they're getting done now. Them, that was a conspiracy to murder me. And, you know, they, they couldn't, there's no other way they could explain it. Yeah? Them police officers were in that bloody nightclub, and their duty is to protect me. Do you think information was fed from the police to Viv I don't for know. the attack? Yeah, maybe so. Maybe so. I don't know. I don't know. How don't far know. away from you were they when they, that assault was happening? The covers? Yeah. From where you are, they just... What, in, a, in like in a, a separate room? No, they? They were in the, no, they weren't actually there watching the full, full case unfold. You were right there. Yeah. Just not moving. Yeah, not moving. In the club, just, in the club, not just, just stand watching, taking notes. Because in that video, he said it lasted, they were three in the club minutes. for three minutes, something, weren't they? Who? Viv and them were in the club for three minutes. It was in there, maybe. And well, they just let them walk out, then. Yeah. Bloody hell. So, was that video accurate in the commentary? Because there was a point where he says, Viv Graham has a pressure point on him. No, right yeah, on, on his neck. Yeah, was what, a, what was, what no, was, was really shade. going on? Shade, it was shade, it was just... He just wanted us. He, he was worried in case it got out of hand and that, that somebody stuck us. Right? Yeah. That's what he was worried about. He was thinking about himself then. He wasn't thinking about me. He was thinking about himself, thinking if them kill him, I'm in, I'm in a shit here. So but the police, the more the, the, the longer that went on, the police were just taking notes. And every police officer, CID, took the stand and all said the same thing. We had, our orders were not to intervene at any time. But it let it take its course. So if you've been killed, that's oh, absolutely fine. That was fine, right? Mm-hmm. So, so was Viv, Viv actually with some killers that night? Is that what yeah, was, he was going with on? Yeah, he was with, uh, I think it was with Michael and uh, Stephen. He was with uh, Fish Times, Rob Armstrong. It was, uh, Serious people. Uh, yeah, yeah, we are. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Were you worried at some point you were going to die? No, no. no. Well, when you're, when you're different, you just didn't worry about that, but I wasn't going to do it. So, so the glory was saying, oh, he done him, and he, he didn't. I never got done. I never, never, never at all. Not once did I get done. What was their motive, Stu? Because I stood there and says they weren't going to get in. That but was sound that right. was that just like a symptom of a bigger? Yes, it was a bigger picture. They'd been they'd been gunning it in, in, run the clubs and all that, and, and like I don't know, demanding uh, the the job or whatever, and it's that and you're there, you know. And they'd extra, they'd, the busies had put extra cameras up in the club and everything, man. So they didn't miss now. So they wanted their men on more and more doors. They were expanding the operations. Is that what po- it was Possibly, doing? I don't know. I, I, yeah. Hand on heart, I'm not 100% sure. Yeah. Yeah, but they didn't like anybody saying that they couldn't get in the club. Yeah. Yeah. And, the, and, and what, what, why did they say they were out that night? Did they say why they were out that night? <laughs> to go in there, just because they, they, I think they... 
I didn't. I didn't knew I was there because I'd been there maybe a couple of weeks mm. by then. I'd be only been there a couple of weeks by then. Yeah, and that's when a lot of people, the so-called celebrities, used to go in there. Uh, you know, there was like a, a small club, but it was a little bit up market. You know, so. So when, when were you called in for that night? I mean, was the boss of the club, was he in on it with the, with the police? If he, he knew the police yeah, were doing an operation? He yeah, of course he did. He must have been. He must have been. Like I say, Cecil, Cecil Levy and Reggie Levy got the job to do the door. Yeah. And them cocked it. They didn't want to do it. So all of a sudden they're calling you. And that's me to do it. But now that them are getting paid something for getting me in there. So it's yeah, kind of a last-minute job then that they called you in. Well, because they were looking for somebody who would stand there and say that you know stop them getting in. Yeah. Because not everybody would. Yeah. Yeah. Fearless. Yeah. So did they all get arrested? They all got nicked. Um, them got nicked, um, and they thought that, you know it was all going run. I'd grasped them. I'd done this. I'd done that, and they made a statement against them, which was total lies. Total lies. And I, the, I got nicked uh, twice, saying I took ten grand off them. Yeah, and I. I wouldn't take fucking ten pence of them, you know. I've got, you know, I've got morals, and I wouldn't take note of them. But I wouldn't still, still didn't make a statement against them, yeah. And now these, these, uh, the, the policies, I got arrested twice, uh, perverting the course of justice, saying that I took money. Where did that come from? Because I th- it was uh, John Sears had asked to see me up at um, little cafe at, uh, on the um, on the West End. So I want to see him, and he says, uh, I've been told that you've uh, blah, blah, blah. I says, listen, lad. I says, he says, I want, want, want you to do this, I want you to do that. And I go, listen, you didn't tell me what to do. I says, you ask us. I says, we may get somewhere. And he fucker tells me what to do. I'm a young man. I says, I couldn't give a fuck about you. That's the truth. And if people's honest about it, they'll tell the truth. And I stood there, and I just says, you know, I says, but I says, no mean what I see, even if I see I caused the fight, it's there in fucking video, and they can see I didn't. Nobody, nobody's going to believe that. If you do something on camera, you're incriminating yourself. Yeah, but, I, you know, I says, it, it's, you know, it's, look, I didn't, I didn't, I, I didn't have any love for them, but I didn't want to, I wasn't bothered if they got nicked or, or they didn't get nicked. Didn't bother me, that. Yeah, and I and certainly never made a statement. Because Viv did a bit of time for that one, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And that's when them one remand, and they, th- they busy thought I'd made a took a bribe, uh, saying that I was I was I had took ten grand to say I started this fight. And I says, listen, and I says the cops, I, I says I wouldn't take fuck all of them, and I wouldn't take fuck all of you. I says you what you's that out of fucking order with me, my life. And then that's when that kid got his leg broke when them one remand, and. They try to the bit the police again try to get me remanded in the same nick as them. That's that's the truth. Because then if they kill you in the nick, yeah, they yeah, can yeah, put, yeah. they can life yeah, them yeah. off. Of course it mm. is. Yeah, yeah. Oh, there's a method in it. I know that. What they didn't they didn't just do it for fun. They didn't drop the charge on that lad for fun. That had broke somebody else's leg. They'd done it for a reason, for to get me nicked, and get me done, and get get me done in and there, and then it would they wouldn't what they wanted anyway. And did Viv, like, was that the end of it, the beef between you well, and Viv, that? When Viv, when Viv got out of jail and uh, we had a meet-up with him, um, she said, we kind of keep, keep on uh, doing this all the time, uh, blah, blah, blah. And I says, yeah, I shook hands, not. Um, and we got off at the job at Rock Shots to do the door and that, and there. so we started doing the door and Rock Shots, not. 
And Viv was... He was an awful kid when he was in there off his tits. Aye? He was an awful kid in there off his tits. And, and he used to go in the women's toilets and that and blah, blah, blah. And Adrian, oh, now he's dead now. He died of a brain hemorrhage. Uh, women's toilets and blah, blah, blah. And he used to go in there and have, have a bit... Fuck about with, you know, I tried to have a bit of fun in, in the... the there were other clubs, so still tempted to stop going in the ladies' toilets, aye? And so I says, yeah, Viv, stop going in the fucking birds' toilets, man. Yeah? I says, it doesn't look good on the club. It doesn't look good on fucking him anyway. But he's, he's got, t- you know, he's tunnel vision that way. So he, he had steered off for about, didn't come in the club for about six, seven, eight weeks. And he's, he, um, the owner says, I want the West End, lot kept it. Because the truth was, we're making the, Getting cans of coke, and he bought the can, putting a bit of tack on it, and I was smoking it through the crack. Through, yeah. uh, no, I'm not just it, there. It was a lump of tack. Uh, a lump what's of tack? Cannabis. Oh, cannabis. The hard, the hard, aye. Oh, hash. Yeah, no, yeah. yeah. He's got that on there. And he's, and he's, and I was just wanting to be blatant. He'd smoke, and he says, I want the mallet. So I says, the, he hadn't been in the club for a few weeks then. And he says, uh, Dodgy Ray, you call him. Dodgy, he's passed away now. Yeah, he's right. He was well named Dodgy Ray. <laughs> and he says, I says, tell Viv, Adrian wants to keep out his West End, as it. He says, because uh, they're going to get the club, the club shouldn't. She says, all right. So anyway, I was getting death threats every night. Then I had to be at the, it was open like um, six nights a week. And I was uh, getting death threats because I had to keep them all out. No gun like that, you're going to get it, you're going to get it. And people are driving past, shooting them back, you know, like... Shooting what, at you? Yeah, like, like no, like, shouting, you're going to get it. And uh. I said, aye, aye, right, aye, you still can't fucking get in. And <laughs> so I says, to, I says to Dodgy, but I fucking get, tell Viv, I says, I'm... He says, uh, I'm having to walk here. I says, and, yeah. Sent, so he sent Dodgy to him for his money. He hadn't been there for six weeks. And I just says, tell Viv, he's not getting the fucker. He says, you're not going to be happy. I says, tell him I'm not fucking happy. I'm not happy. I said, I'm getting death threats and everything. I says, and he's not getting the same money as me. I said, I don't think so. I said, I'm not mug. And I says, he's not treating as a mug. And he says, I said, tell him I'm not happy. He says, so he went and tell him, he says, tell him to stick the fucking money up his arse. So I says, I didn't stick the money up my arse. I'd done like anybody with a bit few, you know, any brain cells. I got some extra dominant and used that money to get extra dominant. And I well, had to finish, had a canny, canny squad there. And he, I think Viv got the Madison's door. And he was seeing about... Uh, people going up there and they were saying, uh, well, they reckon you didn't do, Stu, and he was like a bit kid at school. I didn't do him, I didn't do him. And I picked the ball up, he has a big lad's coming. It's, and he... You know, he couldn't get his heater and they were just, it was a, you know, they want, they were, them were wanting him and me to get it on and, a, and he, was, he was taking the bait, you know, just stupid. So he phoned the club up and he phoned, when he phoned the club up, yeah, he said, he said, Viv's on the phone, I went to the office, I said, aye, he says, uh, what's your I didn't fucking do? I said, well, you didn't do me, Viv. I said, you know, you didn't. And he says, uh, well, he says, I'm going to come do and do. I said, well, you know, I'm not going to stand doing. I said, I'm going to fucking... St- if you come doing, you know, we're going to fucking fight. I said, I'm not going to run away. I said, we're going to get it to fucking fight. And he said, he, and he, and he goes, yeah. well, uh, I said, I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll come around your house tomorrow. So he says, and I said, I'll come see you tomorrow rather than, you know, come to the club. And, sh- you know, shoot nods. So I went along. He said, um, oh, fuck uh, Wall's End. 
can't see shoes. And I was answered the door. And he says that, she says, yeah, Viv's shoes at the door. She's lying in the city and he can't say, oh, come in, come in. I went in, I says, I can't, what's the matter with you? I says, he says, well, people say in this be that. I says, listen, Viv, if you're going to listen to all that shit, this is going to happen all the time. I says, and it's not them who's got to stand and do the fighting. Right? I says, if you're going to listen to them, I says, truthfully, you should be fucking giving me a battle and a lug, them. Right? For, for seeing this, right? So he says, right, he goes, oh, he says, I'm sure somebody spiked this last night. I says, listen, Viv, you've got your club, I've got my club, let me just fucking get on with it and, and you know, listen to all the shite. So it was, went left like that, um, but he's a gambler. He was a gambler and that, you know, and he, he tried to get money with Adrian, saying that Adrian owed him money for, for protection the club and that, but he, I was looking at the club, not him. And I says, well, I says, he's not, I says, uh, I'll speak to Adrian. I says, but I says, uh, I says, uh, you're getting fucking nuts on me. So I went to see Adrian. I says, tell Adrian, I says, he's after, he's once, he's once wanted a few grand on him. And Adrian goes, what's I going to do? I says, well, you're not going to give him it. I says, because he doesn't deserve it. It's not, you know, he hasn't, he hasn't worked, he hasn't done nothing for it. So he's, uh, he's, he goes, well, he goes like that. He says, uh, well, I'll come do now. I'll come do. I says, well, Adrian says, what will I do? I says, well, I'll, I'm going to stand with you if he comes doing. Any, any, he didn't come to the club. I was in the gym uh, with a kid called Todd. And I was in there, and he come in the gym, and he started you know, giving, shooting the odds in the gym. Uh, and this kid was with us, he stood up, and he, and he pushed him. And I goes, whoa, yeah, leave him alone. You're beast for me, not with him. That's between me and you. I said, what the fuck's the matter with you? He goes, Get, come with Shade, run the back lane. I goes, well, who's he run the back lane like? I says, I says you want to kind of happen? I says, happens here now. He says, ah, oh, fuck, I'm this, I'm that, and blah, blah, blah. I says, listen, I says, yeah, you ain't getting the money you're at Adrian. As simple as that. And he left, and I never heard out more about it. Hmm. And what happened to Viv in the end? I got shocked, didn't he? Well, he, he wasn't a well-liked kid, you know, and I, I, he wasn't. He wasn't a well-liked lad. Not surprised. Yeah, it, you know, it's, he wasn't a well-liked kid. Right, so the other big figure then from this era that we've published audiobooks about um, is Lee Duffy. Do you want to tell the viewers who Lee Duffy was? Yeah, Lee was a tough young kid. He was a boxer. Yeah, he was a tough young, young lad. Uh, had a, I only had uh, met, him, met him once. At, uh, was it was at Oz's nightclub and all night there down. It, it was Jimmy Thea who had... Was that when he tried to get him with his shorts on and stuff? He, no, he just come doing it. He's just coming there and, he's, and he was standing, I think he was in there with Michael Sears, I think he was, or Jim, and Jimmy, uh, Jimmy Thea. And he come out, he goes, uh, he goes uh, show, show us, I said, I says, uh, Lee Duffy, I said, I'm pleased to meet you, Lee. I says, a uh, lot about you, he says, a lot about you. He says, uh, you look like uh, hard work. I says, well, we shouldn't have to find out, should we? <laughs> you know? <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, it's, it's we shouldn't. You shouldn't just fight because, you you know, you want to, I don't know, it's just, if you've got it, you've got it. Yeah. Unnecessary. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and that was the last I seen of Lee, and he, he took a, he got a, you know, he got. He was a bully, and he, he was a he was a tax man, wasn't he? What stories had you heard of Lee from around that era? Uh, well, I, truthfully, just that he, he could have a shot. You know, he was a fighter, and he could have a shot, and he can run the doors, knocking kids out, and nothing. Yeah, um, and he wanted to get it. Just him and Viv were supposed to be going to get it on, um, but it never happened. 
Why did him and Viv have a beef? Was it because one had to be the toughest in the other? Yeah, that's something? that's Alan. Ego. Uh, ego? Mm. Mm. Ego. Mm. 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 Well, you kind of if you kind of work with people who they're looking at you as a target and, and possibly that you know you you could take their crown and they're looking at you and, and and they're looking for weaknesses on you and you, you know you kind of work with people if you if you're there with somebody you're there with them your battles deep with them you're involved. And that's it. And you're there to to watch each other and make sure that you know you're, you've got each other's backs. Not l- looking how your weaknesses are to to now we're through you. You know, it's I'm a stand-up bloke, right? And people used to come in and say, "Show us." I says, "I." He goes, "Fucking hell! I thought you were with six foot four." I says, "Am I not like?" <laughs> and I used to, you know, I just. It's what's in there. Was it true that Viv was avoiding Lee Duffy? No, I don't think so. I don't think so, no. <laughs> Have you got any funny stories from the doors? Uh, <laughs> well, I've got a great... Uh, there's, a, there's a kid that's... He's a dangerous kid. He's, he's a gay lad called Alan Swindon. You know him? No. You heard him? He was a... He, I got on alley with him. Um, he had shot uh, Billy Robinson in a, at, a, at a house party and the, the lads from the West End had like because if anybody's doing this like that they try to you know oh well, he's handy boss and but I got on with Alan um, he was you know, now he was a dangerous kid he was proper, proper dangerous um, he had been he had shot Billy and I, I was on holiday and when I was on holiday, and I was in, uh, I think I was in Mallorca. And I got a phone, I'd seen Alan, Sw- Alan Swindon's at, at being the rock shots at the club. And it was just started opening on a Sunday night. And I used to tell the door lads not to get involved with people that are dangerous. Yeah, that's my job. You know, their job was to sort the run of the mill stuff. My job was to sort the like what could turn nasty and dangerous and Alan went in there as with 20 of them went in and you know I went in there and I started getting drinks and swilling the bar stuff and that and just he was just being a fucking horrible horrible man and he was I was alright with me I was respected as because he knew that as a proper stand up kid so anyway I comes off holiday um, and on the, th- I think it was on a, it was on a Thursday. Swindon had went run to Madison's, and Jimmy Dimitri had it then. He's an um, Italian lad. He was a manager. This podcast is sponsored by Harry's. Harry's is way more than a super sharp razor company. They're here to revamp your whole routine, from close shaves and flake-free hair all the way to clear, healthy skin. Harry's helps guys feel great. For this sponsorship, Harry's is offering a free travel-sized shower gel with a trial set to you, the viewers, to give you a chance to try their other products as well as shave. Please make sure to support this podcast and give your own shower shave a go by redeeming a free Harry's trial set. All you cover is £3.95 for delivery. Just head to harrys.com 
forward slash Sean, S-H-A-U-N, to have your set delivered and start a shave plan. Your freebie will be added at checkout. That's harrys.com forward slash Sean, S-H-A-U-N. Thank you for supporting Harry's. Link is in the description box below this video. And Swindon went to the door with a few of his lads and the doorman stopped them getting in. Not funny, it's not funny, like. He's, uh, and when they stopped them getting in, he says, tell Jimmy, Jimmy, I want him now. So Jimmy knew how dangerous Alan was. He says, oh, I let, let, no, lads, let him in, let him in. So they let him in and he went to the bar counter and Jimmy tried to soften the situation up, tried to break the ice a bit and got him a drink. And when he put his hand on the counter, Swindon pulled a freaking machete out and chopped three of his fingers off. Woo. He said, tell your doorstep to show me respect when I come in here. Yeah? And that was on the Thursday. <laughs> on the Friday, he come run to rock shots. And he was on one then. He was on, just hadn't been to bed night, you know. He was on one. And when he comes run to uh, rock shots, uh, there was five of them come run. And they went in old Granada. Uh, and they says, Swindon's at the door, Stu. And I come out to the club and I says, Hi, what do you want? He says, I want to come in. I says, again, listen, Alan, it showed me no respect when I was on holiday or the club. I says, you're not getting in here. You let the fuck fucking do one. And he goes, you'll get it, you'll get it. I says, fucking do one. So anyway, him and his pal pulled two guns out. And the door staff gnashed inside, eh? And he goes, you'll get it, you'll get it. I says, you better not. I says, Divin, play with him. I says, I'll take it off. I says, I'll push up your horse and blow your heat off. And he goes, you'll get it. And let two, let two runs off above my head. What the hell? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let two runs off above my head. And I stand on the top of the stairs and I'm back and doing the stairs. And I stood, stood there. And, I, and <laughs> they went to get in the Granada. And it wouldn't start. <laughs> so they, they pushed, bumping, the, bumping this bloody granada down the road with a gun like that. And I says, go on, Antel mob. <laughs> <laughs> and the old, uh, the old cartoon and the Antel mob. Mm. And then like, the same guy went round to uh, Walker's nightclub on a Saturday. And there was a fight there. Uh, there was, they went inside and they wanted a drink after time. And they wouldn't, the staff wouldn't serve them, so he went behind the bar, hide the... Uh, uh, Phone way around her neck and start strangling her. Jesus. So the doorman had to come in and, and they says, Give him a drink, give him a drink, give him a drink. So they give him a drink. And he walks outside. When he goes outside, there's a fight started. There was a young kid, God bless him. Um, he was doing a, a bachelor party from, I think it was from up Annick or somewhere up that end. And he's walking past him. He just. Oh, stop. Killed him. Bloody hell. Killed him, indeed. He was the most wanted man. In the UK, he was on his tours. I he was on his tours. And I, two, three weeks after, he was on his tours. You know, every, there was a hunted for him. Uh, he was on crime watch and everything. And he got, and the, my phone went in the flat. And he says, uh, the phone, I knew his voice. And he goes, I says, do you see any of him? I know who he is. By then, I, was, I had claimed the ladder and I was, I was like, you know. And, he's, and he goes, Stewie says, uh, me and I says, listen, lad. I says, you order order. He says, I know I was. He says, I wouldn't have done that. You know? I says, he says, because I respect your guns. Listen, you order order. I says, you've got more problems than me. I says, good luck to you. Um, and he got called. He got a 25-year wreck. He's still in there now. What the hell? Uh, he's still in there now. 25 wreck. Uh, 
but the wreckage just see getting out in 25 it'll be there by 30 or 40 you know have you had guns pulled on you very often um I have yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it's it's because it's, like I said I climbed the ladder and uh, I never used to get into the house with a bloody I used to have a tool doing the back of my pants and people used to come up and pick us up in a cosy drop us up in a cosy check the streets because you know, it was I was I'd threats on my life all the time after that you know like I was because I was hitting you know I was a big hitter then you know so but <sighs> telling to the kids out there the money's good the holders are bad so watch what you're doing don't get gangster yeah, so did you fear for your family's life? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Of course you did, eh? Yeah, yeah. yeah there was a, uh, there was, you know, there was a uh, kid there. He got, he got shot up at, um, uh, in a, up at Kurtzwell through in the barn. That uh, had to walk into the hospital and and uh, all of the, the policies he had his end, and they got they got rang for it because I got a phone call because the kid got shot. And I just went in uh, when he was sitting there, and all the cops was watching. I just all the green bags in the hospital. I just picked all his clothes up, put them in the bag, marked tooth. and I looked at each other like that. They got fucking slaughtered for that, because it's all, it's all evidence, you know. Wow. Uh, and it was. <laughs> so did you protect your wife from what was going on? Yeah, like, did well, you not, did you not tell her what was going on? Is yeah, well, she, she right, she knew what I was, you know. And it, uh, then I had, you know. But to tell the truth, if. If, if the policies have got something on you, it's a, it's a game. You've got to be one step ahead of them. But when they fit you up, it's wrong. Mm. If they've got you, they've got you. But different peer people and different lie and manipulate evidence to get you in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah? I, uh, I got done by the prostit- for prostitution. Uh, running a pr- prostitution ring and I... Th- um, and they said I was six foot two with black hair. Yeah, and I was. This is the truth. I'm not going to go too deep into it because I don't know how you know what how how things stand with with the law. But that is doing a six foot two with black hair. When they come for me, this is the truth. When they come for me, they had the ball started rolling, right? So the, I went. I said the magistrate's court. And I'm standing in the dock, and it said Stuart Watson. Uh, blah blah blah. And then it's CPS started rambling a load of shit off and lies. It says he's never paid tax, never paid VAT, he's not known to the tax man. And I'm like looking at me, he's like, what the fuck is that about you? And he goes, I goes, I'll pay tax, I'll pay everything, blah, blah, blah. And I says, you know, they, they cannot say that's wrong. When they went away, they got a journey for two weeks. When it went away, they come back in. And they had to admit to the judge in the, in the magistrates it was a different show at Watson. Same name. Oh, there's two of you. Same name, same date of birth. It's got to be a common name, that. Same date of birth. National insurance, one digit difference. And they had, they had put my name and everything in the database and they f- somebody didn't much in the look and they took, got him out and guys, we've got him. We've got him. <laughs> He's not, not the tax man, VAT man, anything. And, and, and they had to admit in court that it wasn't me, but they still went along with it, and I had to do 11 months on remand. Jesus. And I got not guilty at the end of it. Where were you remanded? Durham. Durham? Yeah, in Durham, right? 11 months remanded. 
and that admit it wasn't me. Yeah, well, that in, there was there was two or three police officers on that on that um, on the the car had an operation such and such. I forget the name of it. So these these two or three busies, the coppers had they left the air force and joined the police force. So the one that, you know this is right. We want this man. Come from the top. We want this man. Says you got a, there was a me, they got a memo saying that they lie, cheat, manipulate, and and like peer witnesses, like they give witnesses things that they shouldn't be getting, right? So then went this this one of these prostitutes was a, she was a smuggly die. Right? She she's one of seen I was six foot freaking two with black hair, and she and she got nicked that in a safe house, and she got nicked driving, right, doing here somewhere around Newcastle. And she got stopped in the car, knee insurance, knee license, knee out, and she had a number on her, and she gave the number at the busies, and he had the phone, and he says, oh, just drive her back to where she's from. She says, she's all right. She's with them. Yeah. And, and they, they took them on, they gave them there, the, her, all her family caravan holders and everything. They took their family away and everything. And that, that bird there was saying I was six foot two, a black hair. I've always had knee hair. And she's, and then, then, the three coppers that won the case, guns, guns the head uh, superintendent, guns, we're not happy with this memo here. Um, we didn't. Jo- this is against the law. Says we didn't join the police force for this. If this man's guilty, he's guilty. If, but we're not. Th- this is wrong. This is put up or fucking shut up. <laughs> and then they took them off. They took them off the case. And I didn't know how to put them, right? Because I, I didn't know how to put them. So as uh, this my trail was a six-week trail, three weeks into the trail, me barrister. Christa Knox. He got a he got a phone call in his chambers off the, off one of these CIDs saying uh, it's wrong what they're doing to your client um, and we're willing to take the stand against the police. Yeah. Wow, that's good. Wow. And they sent him the memo. So Knox, he, I was I didn't know the witness. Christa Knox guns, he guns when I went to court the next day. A judge, he fucking hated this. He hated this. You know when you're now and he's saying that blah 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 and it's. And honestly, I think Christ, I haven't got a, a, this. He's going to, he's, because the direct, I mean, what the jury thinks, he, the, the judge can direct them saying, if you think that's right, it's up to you. But if, and if you don't think it's right, there's something wrong with that. And so how he sees it, now he puts it across, he can he influence them. So you know, when, when, when it knocks, he come with me, he says, Stuart, he says, ah, have you heard of this police officer and that police officer? I said, oh. I said no, Mr. Knox. He says, ha, ha, ha. He says, uh, I can taste blood. I says, and I didn't know about it. You know, the, the, that, that, that instant there. He says, uh, so he took us to the, into the dock, and I'm, I'm sitting there, and it, it judge guns. Uh, he says, the, the CPS, all these, uh, all these, QC's coming in, all the coppers, all the pips on them coming in, the flat caps, and all men in the boot. What the fuck's going on here? And then I got tell what was going on. And Mr. Knox scans, he, he sent the jury out. They sent the jury out and sent me downstairs. He come down and seen us. He says, We've got them. I thought, Fucking champion. So anyway, guns up to the guns, guns back in the court. And the, the, the judge uh, won't. Uh, Blah blah blah, but Mr. Watson, uh, charges dropped. Mr. Knox guns, you're not dropping the charges. I want the jury brought in. I want them to find I'm not guilty on all seven accounts. He says, and uh, he says, and Mr. will get an acquittal. 
So, uh, this because otherwise it can come back for you. So that's what that's what the plan was. And the judge goes, "Hold on a minute." He says, uh, "This is t- how much does this cost the taxpayers?" I thought, "What the fuck's he got to be?" I says, "The CPS didn't want to wash their dirty washing in public because them them coppers are busy. Is that one voluntness?" Any case they done, would they be questioned after that? That's why they didn't want it in publicity. Mm-hmm. Right? And that's why they didn't want it to go any further. They just wanted to stop it there and then. Yeah? And so they brought the jury in. Funders not guilty on all charges, and I walked it. And Mr. Knox goes, uh, and some of the people are saying about suing the police. He goes, sure, he says, I didn't, if I didn't like you as a person, he says, yes, he says, I'd take the money off you. He says, but that's what this is about. They want to financially ruin you. Mm. He says, this is what they want to do. And it would get that way anyway, because it would get adjourned, 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 and adjourned. He says, you would lose. So while I'm remand in Durham, did you meet any interesting characters? Yeah, I, I, yeah. Mm. I, I, it was a kid in there. He was, when I was in uh, Durham, I was, I was in Katia. Uh, I was in hiding Katia for 11 months, I. Because uh, somebody said I was planning on the scrape. So... Yeah. And it was, so the, I got hiding in the cat, yeah. I met the IRA, the, the, is it Guildford Five or something like that? Guildford Five, yeah. Yeah, I met, I met Yui, I met Yui and that, you know. Um, and he was telling us about the IRA and talking about them, saying that it's not a cause anymore. It wasn't a cause then. He said it was all about gangsters, there were gangsters getting, hiding under the cause and making millions. And I met a few, I met a, uh, a kid called, Bob Mosley, well, I didn't meet him, he's a nutter. He's a big scouse kid, um, all his hair's doing here, big long beard, nails are hanging, doing like. He, had, he was in for murder, um, and he had, he had when, he was in j- when he was in jail, he got himself a boyfriend. And they call him Han- Hannibal the Cannibal. He's getting a spoon, because um, he found out his boyfriend was cheating on him. And he got his, and he'd done them in, in the jail. Um, and he tried to, he put the, the spoon into the, into the heat and tried to eat them, so he was called Hannibal the Cannibal, Bob Mosley. You heard of him? Yes. And when you're in Catty and you're high risk, right, you've got, uh, maybe about the length of this route there, across there, say what's that, about 25, 25 metres, say by about 10 metres. And you've got a cage on top of your cage there, and they've got a walkway doing there so they can come with hoses up yet over the top by. And Bob Mosley's in that cage, and I'm in this cage. And he's got a ball, he's got a framing football. But he's just walking around it. And I says, Yeah, boss, get the ball off, Bob Man. What is it? I says, uh, He's not using it. He says, I am. He goes, I am using it. I says, You're not using it? I says, You're just walking around it. He says, I might use it though. I said, get the ball for us there, boss. He said, and he says, you're not having it. I says, and I went fucking crazy. And I went in the cage. I said, get us in that fucking cage with him. I said, we'll see what comes out with the ball. And they're going, still calm, June, calm, June. I can't get us the fucking in there with him. And, and he's like, and the, the, the screw comes. He goes, there's a ball. Well, sure, there's a ball. And I went, oh. But by then, I'd been in about eight months in, 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 in Cartier. And it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a punishment block. And it's only a lie, June. It's a punishment block. They send them, send them there, aye, for when they misbehave another next. And I was in there for eleven months, and it was it's a right head the way you're stripped off, gone on on there and stripped off, coming back and that. They're on uh, uh, motorbikes and 
uh, jeeps going along the side of the, the motor, snipers on the roof of the car when I was going in that. I made it look like, you know, because, you know, you're going to plan on almost get fucking knobs, if, you know. Anyway, it's, and they just try to make you look as, as bad as they can. And, that, and I thought, when I got that bar, I thought, and when I went up, my, <laughs> when I got up there in my damper, I can't fucking hell that. I says they're gonna hit you fucking like you're gonna have like him. Calm June, calm June. And I like, you know, I said fucking because it is ahead to her. When you there's nobody could come to see and a visit apart from your wife and your kids, immediate family. And then everybody had to be vetted and everything and, and it was you know, and it, it stripped on the search, proper stripped naked gun on the visit, coming off if you wanted a even a headache tablet, you had to get cuffed up, two dogs and four biz, uh, screws to take just to the fucking you know, and it was mad. Tough. Mad what, what was the food like? Well, it depends who you are. <laughs> <laughs> food was, I got, you know, I got plenty, I got me food. Um, I was, when I was uh, on remand, I was on remand for, uh, oh, I, I thought it was for uh, drug charge. I didn't, I got, I got not, uh, got not guilty for it. Um, in this, and this, um, and when I was on remand, I was only in six weeks. I was like, and people used to come to see us, and, and they used to bring bottles of milk and <laughs> pizzas and garlic bread in for the, the, the kebab. The pizza lad who had a shop used to come in, have brought, and they used to just bring them in because when they want me visiting them days, they never just search them out. I used to be sitting there with pints of milk, and, <laughs> and <laughs> it was it was mad. And then. Uh, there was, a, there was. You had some fun. You know, you had, the jail is fuck out. Mm. People who suffer as your family. Yeah, your totally. Family. 100%. You, you didn't suffer. I was in best shape of my life being in there. I was going to the gym. I was in the gym twice a day. I was like the number one and that, and just doing what I, you know, had a, and as long as you behave yourself and keep the, keep the lid on stuff, you you were looked after, you know. So, is that where you found your spirituality? Where? In jail? No, no. No? No, when I come out. Before the spirituality, I've got one more question. Yeah, go on. um, I, I'm watching. Um, Paul Sykes. Paul Sykes. Do you, ever, do you ever hear any stories about him or ever interact with Paul Sykes? I didn't, have any, I didn't have any interaction with him. He was, a, I think he was older than me, wasn't he? Yeah. No, oh, Sykes. Yeah. But he was a bully, wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was it's, some, you know, some people are going to have a fight, some that genu- genuine, that, that, that proper men, but they're not, they're not there to knock the shit out of somebody because they can. You know, that's, that's, that's what bullies are. What do you do that for? Because I can. You know, and it's, and it's wrong. Yeah. It's wrong. Yeah. yeah. So what was your life like when you got out then? Um, when I got out, I was, I was all, I was all right. I just I just done a uh, done a three year. I mean, I was I was I had it quite easy. At every jail I was in, I was I was just you've got to be somewhere you didn't want to be. It's an act. It's an act. You've got to stand there and all right and look people in the eyes. Going, I am all right. It's sure any fear. You sure any fear, especially when you're in your area. Then. They'll try to take advantage of you. Think he's, you know, you've cocked or you, or you're a weak. Yeah, but every jail I went into, you had to stand there and, and you know, I was in, I was in a jail once. This kid was in there and he was, um, he was in. He had broke a, a Ben's arm, you know. Um, 
he was playing on the PlayStation, the band chipped on the way or something like that, and he grabbed the band, hugged the band about the house. He was a coloured kid. Um, he didn't just stand in the yard doing martial arts and all this shit, you know. Um, the shadow kind of hit you back, like, you know. And this kid, so anyway, he got shipped out. And this this kid was, he's, the screws going, so he had his full. He says he's, he's in for smashing the Ben's arm. Like, no, he says, well, it's, it's as good as a nonce, isn't it? So <laughs> the jail didn't accept him where he went, he. <laughs> so they had to bring him back. So uh, everybody knew where he was then. So they put him on a different wing and they're saying that this kid, uh, he starts, because you could see each other through the, fe- now the fences of the wings. You had a, your main yard and the smaller yards. And you could see them through then. He, He's telling everybody he couldn't get back on the ear wing because of the Geordies that one. Only th- uh, three of them, I think. Three Geordies on there, four. And he goes, um, blah, blah, blah. So I'm walking, the, I used to walk around the yard with a pal of mine, Cal Moore Anderson, walking around the yard. And there's a few of the lads at the, at the fence there. And I said, and I said hey, hold what are you saying, And I said, what? And he says, like that. So I goes over front said, and I goes, you cannot get back on them in uh, ear wing because you're fucking. I can I can know what I can see on here, right? I says you're a I says you can stop. I says and I says and you know why you can't get on there. You know you snap the bands on, and, and I start having to go at him. And there's about twenty coloured lads that stand behind us. And one of the guns, yes, do. <laughs> I see the guns there. What you call it? Uh, blah blah blah. And I guns, listen, I'm a white cunt. You're Lad can't. I said, get your fucking lad lad in the gym at six o'clock. I said, we'll sort the fuck out. And they, got, and they just started to suppose, eh? And he never come, he never come to the, he never come to the gym. He, he kept away from the gym, pre-selling numbers. But that's the kind of people that you're in there with. They say them for this, them for that, and then for the other. And you didn't know who the hell you're in with, you know? Um, but you've got to make the best of a, a situation. We used to have a party every, Friday, every Saturday. We used to have a party with a hooch and that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and they used to keep it if everybody used to take turns keep it and I, was, I had a big double damper <laughs> and we used to say right sh- keep it doing on the hooch we'll have a couple of uh, cupfuls of hooch and Neil Diamond would go on and everybody's rocking <laughs> sweet Caroline <laughs> bop bop and lift lift the fucking the cellar's lifting <laughs> and the gun run Dean the bolts and bars they're quite uh, I think it was uh, half past seven to come run deep bowls and bars. It's bang up at quarter eight. And I'm fucking starting. <laughs> and I had a couple of kids off of their wings who were looking for them on, in my, in my <laughs> damper. Um, and then uh, everybody's, but they used to come and do the bowls and bars and, and they, they wouldn't come into my damper. There was a bit shan coming in the damper. And, I, and then I was decided to go and do it on the phone. I was on the phone at quarter nine. <laughs> <laughs> Quite nine at night, the school's gone, Stu, how are you, man? I guess I'm on the fucking phone, man. I'm fucking singing during the phone, you know. And I, I got I got tied in the block for fucking six months. <laughs> 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 yeah, well, it was that used to, you'd look at what you were drinking, you'd think, fucking oh, yeah. Did you <laughs> that, see? That Yui Doherty sure is how to make the hooch. Did you see anyone get jugged? And he got what? Jugged. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. sugar and water, yeah, yeah. sugar and oh, boiling water, yeah, oh, yeah. 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 Yeah, and it's like, for nonsense, it was, you know, and I deserved it, you know. Mm. Uh, 
people see it. So then, okay, that's that's what they do. That's what they get their rocks off to, and then you're not gonna kill them. Mm. Huh? You're not. No. So you see a different guy with a woman. Isn't it? Huh? That's what they do. And that's what that, that's what's in the head. Yeah. They just, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a proper it's a disease, isn't it? Yeah. And now, now they're trying to. Hmm, don't get started because that's they're trying to make it seem it's all right now. Seeing that you know, have a kid, ten year old, you can you can you can have sex with and, and the stuff that that's, you think, what the fucking hell's the matter with people? Life people offer drugs and give them, yeah, yeah, but that, give it, those people like little slaps on the wrist. Yeah, These but priests that, get that, in and out and phone yeah. children, man. The yeah, babies, yeah. the children. The system's upside down when it comes to that, isn't it? Sean, when they're seeing up in Scotland, they're seeing that a six-year-old child can choose its gender. And, and a four-year-old child, a four-year-old kid, you've got to still wipe the arse. Mm. How can it not, it's not they want to be a boy or a girl? It's fucking crazy, man. The world is mad. Yeah. It's run by panic, evil fuckers. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yes. yeah, we've done a lot on that, um, but we got in trouble for it. Yeah. <laughs> they, yeah. won't, they won't let us talk about it. Well, they lots because yeah. it's, it's a truth, though. Yeah, it's a truth. Yeah, go for it. Go on. Your spirituality, sorry, we've run out of time. We want to get, obviously, yeah, yeah, we've we we formed your that, life. Well, you've got, you've got, are you going to use some of the videos and stuff of, the, of me? You yes. Can down at me group, yes. take what you want off it. Yeah. Take what you want off it, because the stuff on there is amazing. And I'm not a man to see here, sit here and tell lies. And it, people's got to understand how hard it, it was for me to admit what I could do. The, of my background, how hard it was for, for me to admit it. And there's, video, there's a video on my group, it's called Divine Light Cosmic Healing on Facebook. There's a video on there where I get my family, I ask my family to take them in the office. And I say to them, listen, I cannot hide behind this no longer. I says, what I can do, I says, the pebble's been hiding the water. I says, and I'm telling people when if, not to tell anybody, but how can I not tell anybody when, when, when they say, oh, hey, I thought you, had, you were bad. And they're not, they've been healed. And I said, don't tell anybody. So everybody's talking about it by me back. So I says, I'm coming out with it. I says, I'm prepared for what people's going to say. That he's a fucking nut. He's fucking, he's went away with the fairies. I was prepared for that. Yeah. And people who know me as a person, Sean, should not have questioned that because I'm a proper straight talker and then now I am and I wouldn't, I wouldn't say these things if, I, if, it, if it wasn't true. And I says, people's going to, I'm expecting what they're saying. I says to me, family, you're going to expect, accept what the people are saying. And as I said that, and if you've gone through the, 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 my um, Facebook, um, the testimonies and the videos and that, in the other room next door, it's off a CCTV camera, there's a big ball of light, big white sphere, comes in through the ceiling. Have you seen it? I've not seen it yet, no. Yeah, and it comes to the floor, and it manifests into the angel. Wow. And it walks through the wall. Holy shit. And I've got that on the, on the group. I've we'll got we'll it there. that in the video. And wow. that there was a pat on the back for me, saying, Stuart, proud of you, there's some evidence for you, you're admitting who you are. Because how you discovered it was a pendulum, wasn't it? In a garden Yeah, it was centre. in a garden. And, and it was, was my pals, uh, he had a um, spiritual affair. And he come up with this pendulum and, and it's told it there. See, I can see all the energy coming out of my hands there. Eh? I can see how it coming out of yours. It's, 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 it's crazy. I don't know anybody, any viewers can see it or not. Yeah, I hope you can. Anyway, and, and he said, if, it, if you've got spiritual power, you can move the crystal, ask it a question, left or right. Got one here. For yes, I know. 
Um, Should we go there? Yeah, because I'll yeah, yeah, man. Let's <laughs> see if we can get it on camera. Oh, there you go. There's four in the room, please. Circular. Circular. Show strong we are. Stronger. Stronger. Watch when I stop. Have you got goosebumps? Oh. <laughs> that there. If people, if people are watching, yeah, that anybody with any common sense, if there's a force to move it, there's got to be a force to stop it. When I see a stop. Yeah. Yeah. If I tried to stop it, it would be going like that. Yeah. 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 It's like putting a break on. Yeah. Wow. Feel my hands. Mm. Freezing, aren't they? Yeah, your hands are really, really cold. Yeah. Why is that? Because <sighs> my feet get cold, my hands get cold. The blood and the energy that goes through my body, if it didn't hit a cold patch, the blood, it would have a heat. I would have a heat. Have they always been like that? No, since this happened. No. Since this happened. Wow. So we're doing this grass. That's crass. But the stuff that you see on, I've, yeah, I've, done, a, I've done a document with Steve Wraith there. Have you seen that one? Uh, I've not seen that yet, no. Hard Man to Heal, that's called. Hard Heal. Amazon Prime. It's, it's that there is a tearjerker. The kid had two hours to live. He's, he had, he's got this self pause he's got. Yeah? Oh my God. He was 10 years of age. And it was four days before Christmas. <sighs> I get a phone call. At first, there was a, I was, there's this big indigo green and gold crosses coming towards us. We're 20 foot high. I was driving along, taking my wife Christmas shopping. And I says to my wife, Shan, Shan, and she says, where, where? I kind of see, watch the road, watch the road. And I, and I go, fuck, it's huge, this cross, about 20 foot. 50 yards along the road, coming with Jesus on this thing. And I'm going, how can you not see it? And she can't, because my, my spectrum of light is... It's far beyond a normal a human beings, yeah. In three minutes, I got a phone call from one of the staff. Yeah, she says, "Sure, I've got a fellow on the phone. He's besides himself. Uh, he says his son's got two hours to live." I says, hey, "I says, give me a number. Tell him, to, tell him to ring us." So he phoned us up. You call him Malcolm. Uh, you call his the, you call the Sharon. Uh, he was a mum. And. This, when, the, when the guy phones up, he says, Stuart, I didn't believe in believing this. He says, but I've... Went to Demi Morning, they've said he's got two hours to live. There's all the families here. And I've went in the corner, put my iPad on. He says, and there you are, on the top of the iPad, off a chron- a, 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 like a, a healing thing in, in the Chronicle. You'd done, in, you'd done it eight months ago, and it's on, a, on my iPad, I haven't searched for you. And now I've got... I'm getting to, and he's crying, I says, calm down, calm down. He called his son Callum. He tells us it was years. So I said, I'm, I stopped going, I didn't go shopping. I hate shopping anyway, so <laughs> it was a bonus. So I flew across the RVI. And when I went in, he was, he was killing, his body was killing itself from the inside. His body was gone that week and gone. His, all his uh, veins had collapsed. Oh. And his blood pressure was so low and his heart rate was so low. 
And it says that they need to get these fab optic lenses through his veins into his kidneys right, so they could flush all the shit out. And it says I could, it wasn't possible and they gave him two hours. So I went in, I, I walked in, I thought, fucking hell, need, need pressure. And I'm, I'm, I'm very, I've got a lovely big heart and I'm very emotional and I'm very, you know, things touch me. So I went in, all the family's crying and... <laughs> I picked the head out of me, and he's got all these bloody tubes on him and everything, young kid. And I went to one and held him like that, I put my arm on his head, and I put my hand on his heart and that. And I asked Jesus to save him. And I got all emotional, tears running to my face. And I said, I've done what I've, I can do. I says, I says, it's in the big man's hands now. I says, and so I says keep us informed what, you know, what, how, how this scans. So it was four days before Christmas. And by the time I left Newcastle, got in the house, my phone went. She said, Stuart, I don't know what you've done. <sighs> he's, I'm getting all goosebumps here, and I'm getting emotional. He's, his heart rate's come back up. His blood pressure's back up. They've put the, they've put the fiber optic lens into his veins. And the kid's still alive now. He's still alive now. And I went over that hospital every day for, for Christmas day for about, Ten days, and prayed with for him to, to and I said, "Well, Jesus, God saved his life, and he's still alive now." And his mum and dad, his 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 mum and his grandma, is on the video in the other room in there telling their story. And, and they've actually got Callum in there with them. Is that on your Facebook? It's there's pictures on the Facebook, and in this this. Bits of video and, and the mum's testimonials on there, Wicked. but the video the, 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 that was when Stephen come doing and done the. Um, Have you got it available to put on a clip, maybe? Yeah, well, you'll be able to get it off the. Yeah, yeah, yeah hard yeah. man to heal us. Um, mm-hmm. Show what's on Amazon Prime. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's the name of your book as well, isn't it? Yeah, I've, well, I've 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 got to do a book because the stuff we talked about here the other day, I've got loads to tell, but I'm, I'm I've held back quite a bit because now I've got to do a book. Mm. Oh. And I've got a book. Yeah. And you've got to do a demonstration on Jen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, <laughs> hey stop talking like that, look at <laughs> <Nice. laughs> So, how, where would you like me? He's going to get a chair. I'll go and get a chair for you then. All right.